no chance, no way, I won't say podcast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh my goodness, sorry, I don't mean to laugh at this moment, <laughs> but it's, it's the journey that we just went on that no one else will ever hear. That is why I am laughing. Yes, all of that for one line of a song in which I do the exact thing <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't do. Woo! I appreciate it, though, because it's a good song, and that's fine. That's fine. It, it was a fun pick, and it's a pick that will come up during this episode. Right. Welcome to the Disney desk, everyone. I'm Carter. And I'm Sydney. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Woo! Happy Valentine's Day. We um, are both single-ish. Uh, mm, I wouldn't say that, but... Um, yeah, but, like, what else would a long-distance thing. Yeah. Samesies. Okay, cool. Um, either way, here we are with one another. <laughs> so, which, yes. you know, it's not... Certainly not complaining, you know? Yeah. You know, I can think of way worse people to spend a Valentine's yeah. Day with. No, without question. Um, and it's not just you and I, but it's everyone listening. So, happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Um, we love you. We we choo-choo-choose you. Amazing. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll be the one person who puts a little Valentine's Day card in your box with, like, some right. really mid-candy. Yes, don't you love those days? Ugh, those were the days. They really were. I mean, like, it's weird that the anti-participation trophy people haven't come after that, but it's, like, <laughs> right. it nice to just, like, even the unpopular kids, by default, get to have cards? Isn't yeah. that nice? Yeah, no. And I, I liked, like, getting, I liked picking out the Valentines, like, in the store, like, going to the store and, like, picking out, like, a theme, because they had them for, like, every cartoon that was on TV had, like, a Valentine, mm-hmm. like, there's a SpongeBob and, like, everything you can think of, kittens, puppies, and I think that was my favorite part was, like, getting to pick out a special thing to give everybody. Right. And, like, you don't feel as bad about it because it's all paper, so we actually recycle it. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's right. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember. I mean, mine were probably Spider-Man. I don't know. My mom usually just got them. I kind like, I low-key kind of really like Valentine's Day. I'm Like I said, I'm a fan of holidays that are just celebrations, that are just, let's have a good time, and ones that are very candy-adjacent. But on the other hand kind of every with the exception of maybe thanksgiving every american holiday like major one is kind of candy based like that's a good point yeah maybe maybe not fourth of july because that's more ice cream that's burger based but yeah that's more like savory and i guess saint patrick's day but like alcohol has sugar in it i don't know right i Um, mean i drink ciders those are pretty damn sugary Valentine's Day is my favorite, um, one of my favorite holidays, um, solely because my favorite color combination is pink and red, and so... You mentioned that. This is, like, my jam right now. It is just fun to walk around stores and be surrounded by, like, a bunch of cute stuff. Like, don't underestimate (laughs) the power of being surrounded by your favorite colors and cute things. Yes, and we actually have a really fun episode idea, um this episode um we are calling it disney speed dating uh yeah we've got we've got a couple different um like 
ideas for you guys today. Because when we were thinking, like, how would we want to approach this holiday and Disney, and we were like, you know what? We tend to have the most fun when we just kind of rapid fire a couple different things. So this episode should be a lot of fun. But yeah, this is actually what I have been calling Disney Tinder. Um, as opposed to Disney Speed Dating. What a, what a, can we side note? Because I feel it is appropriate for, this This episode is appropriate for side notes. Like, who invented the speed dating? That, that sounds horrible to me. Right? I've never seen it portrayed in a positive context. No. <laughs> the joke on TV or in books or in fiction in general is always that it is the most uncomfortable, awkward, yeah. like, cold, like, sort of, like, machinery version of dating exactly and it's where the strangest people show up yeah and you at least one of those people will absolutely murder you if you end up going on a date 100 percent, without question yeah okay so let me explain the concept (laughs) first because it literally is tinder um so we are just sort of specifically going through all of the disney princes and um playing pretend and imagining that if we came across this prince on Tinder, would we swipe left or right on them? Right, right. So, without further ado, Carter, who is first on our Tinder feed? Yes. So, we have pulled up a list of the official Disney princes, uh, like, the official ones that are on merchandise. So, the first up is... Uh, Prince V. Prince, also known as uh, <laughs> Prince Florian from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Okay, you know, at first judgment, because let's be real, Tinder is probably a little more first judgment than anything mm-hmm. else. I would probably, like, this prince is probably someone that I would, like, swipe right on and then not actually have a conversation with. <laughs> This would be one of those. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a serial swipe writer. Uh, I'm just like, you know what? Give everybody a chance. But I've heard that men me, do this, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not proud of it. I, mean, I don't really <laughs> use Tinder anymore, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah. I would, I'm a hard swipe left. Um, I did, like, try to watch at least a little bit of all of these films again. Like, because I knew, like, the main ones we were going to be covering. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's just get a little taste of this. And the prince, well, one, he doesn't actually have a name. They retroactively right. made him a Prince Charming or King Florian. Yeah. Um, he just has a very, he has a very, like, early talkies vibe to him. For like, sure. he has this, like, old Hollywood, like, oh, these are the first movies where people are talking. And we have these singers who have this weird sort of, like, wobbly vibrato thing. And I'm just like, ugh, not my taste. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like on the surface, I would be interested in him. But then, like, he would just be boring. And one of those people that you probably exchange, like, mutual haze with. And then no actual conversation proceeds. And you just sort of pretend that didn't happen. Bingo. Yeah. All right. Uh, Next up. uh, Also the prince or prince charming um again these early movies were very broad in their fairy tale-ness right um for me this is another okay 
with the caveat that I am considering the um, straight to DVD stuff and the live action <laughs> right. remakes non canon. You can't use the. For, I'm just using the animated films as my frame of reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is another swipe left because this guy. On one hand, we see him have a very nice date. Like he has like a really good. Um, you know, he makes a great impression with Cinderella. They have this beautiful dance, and I really, you know, it's beautiful, it's show-stopping, it's everything you want in a Disney animated film. But other than that, he's boring as tar. Literally, one of the most defining little animations he has is him yawning. Like, <laughs> you're a prince. What do you have to yawn about? Any day of the week, you could just say, I want to go horseback riding and go on an incredible horseback ride. Uh, that's interesting. I actually feel really torn about this one. And I feel like he would have a similar fate to the first prince, Prince King Florian or whatever his name is. Um, I don't know because excluding all of the extras, excluding the sequels and the like extra content that we have about him, you're right, he does not have a personality. And that is where they packed all of his personality. And it's like including all of that content, he would be a swipe right. But without it, yeah, there's not too much notable about him. I don't know. I would probably, again, swipe right on looks alone and then not really pursue anything after that. Yeah, that would be my answer. All right. Number three, the last of sort of the retro Disney princes, uh, Prince Philip, who is also known as Prince Charming. I will say it is very funny. You're (laughs) like, oh, so that's why Into the Woods, they do the bit where Prince Charming is like a a two-timing guy. He he, like plays the field. (laughs) Which I think right. they wrote out of the movie, if I'm remembering correctly. That would actually be a fun... If you Have you seen Into the Woods? The movie? I have. Ah, oh, rats. I was going to say that'd be a fun Sydney's ever seen, because I actually kind of like that movie, but that's a different yeah. discussion for a different day. I remember liking that movie. It feels like so long, long ago. People um, were really down on that thing, and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of think it was cute. I thought it was nice, actually. Um, okay, Prince Philip, I'm swiping left. Oh, <laughs> uh, just an... Like, hard left? Not even yeah. a perfunctory break? Like, no further questions, Your Honor. I'm done here. Really? This is the first one of one I would swipe right on. If really? Only because... Yeah, well, one, because... I don't know. This is when they finally... This was, like, the 50s. They finally gave him a little bit of a personality. I don't know. He kind of has a smooth charm to him. And on top of that, like, I don't know. He get Like, he has, like, this sort of, like, action-adventure game energy. Like, he has, like, a Legend of Zelda arc where he gets fairies who recruit him to a crusade, and he gets, like, a sword and a shield and kills a freaking dragon. I'm like, all right. At least he does stuff. At least he's, like, cool. That's true. Like, I feel like we'd have a lot to talk about. Like, he's an adventuring prince, and at the bare minimum, I would appreciate that. I guess I was always, even as a young age, off-put by the idea that it kind of feels like in the beginning of the movie she's, like, not 100% interested in him. In that, like, in the, when she's, like, singing along and frolicking in the forest with the animals, as as one does. Um, yeah. She kind of, like, runs away from him a little bit, and he just sort of persists. And I kind of don't mm. like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. I'm sure back then they felt that that was absolutely beautiful, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Connected. I don't like that. Yeah. Right. I'll still swipe right, but on our first date, I will have my keys within right. knuckling range. Right. Uh, As for you should. Emergency. Um, Prince Eric. This is when we get to the Disney Renaissance. Prince Eric of the Little Mermaid. Swipe right. 
<laughs> what yeah. do I need to say? <laughs> Like you, you were like you were talking about him just being like the worst stereotype of like the oh the man has to save the day at the end. But at the same time, it's like he's cool. He sails on a ship all the time. He has a dog friend. Like his whole bit is he's like I'm gonna go on high seas adventures, and I'm like hell yeah, dude. Like yeah, that sounds fun. He is honestly kind of a fuckboy. I feel like he'd be, but like. That's not, I'm not counting that against him in this context. I'm still swiping right on him. Um, just because even as an animated character, I do think he's just hot. And I would swipe and not ask any questions about that. Well, I do like that it's like, they're going to all these different kingdoms to like pitch him on marriage. And I'm like, yeah, yeah they all definitely hooked up. And he was just like, eh, not feeling it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, next up, uh, The Beast. Or Prince Adam, as they retconned his name to be. Right. Um, okay, I didn't think about this one. Like, is he a beast in his profile? Or is he, like, that weird-looking guy? I think it's a She-Hulk thing where he tries <laughs> the profile as a human, realizes it's not working, and then makes the profile as beast. And that will later be useful in, like, legally arguing his yeah. um, brand. Um, okay. This is complicated. I I don't know why I totally this is forgot. This the most modern discussion of this. I totally forgot about Beast and the fact that, like... How? I, He's a giant beast! Just because I was thinking all about Prince Eric and nothing else. Um, like, that is the idea of Prince I had in my mind. So, what what's your answer? Tell me your answer while I, like, mull this over. My, my, you know, in terms of a track, well, no, I don't want to get, I don't want the furries yeah. coming after You see the line account. I'm you know trying what? to tell you no. here? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't need the furries, like, the, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't dislike you, but we can't have that be in our entire identity. But you know what? be yeah, quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Beast, hand, okay, um, I'm liking what I'm seeing here, but it's just a lot of work, you know? Yeah. And like, as someone who needs a lot of work himself, I'm like, we can't both be fixing ourselves right now. Right. Like, obviously, <laughs> we can both be going through stuff and growing, but, like, come on, man, you gotta you gotta meet me halfway. I can't be doing half the work for you. I can be doing a little bit of work for you, but yeah. the amount of work that you need me to do is simply too much at this specific juncture. See, you know... I like your answer a lot more than my own because I would just be, ju I sadly would just be judging him solely based on his being a beast. <laughs> okay, this is where I swipe I mean, left and pretend I never saw it. Yeah, but if but if you swipe right, it'll again, it'll be the She-Hulk thing where he'll transform in the morning and you'll be like, oh, uh, hmm. For the record, okay, I didn't I'm like either go. one. Like, for the record, he, like, we've talked about this where, like, he turns to like this white guy and it's kind of like well, who are you <laughs> like that is the most it's, underwhelming reveal ever he's weird looking uh, you know what you know what drove me insane about the live action one i mean the guy who they got you know he was handsome enough you know mm -hmm. he's a, you know he's a he's an actor he has a classic leading man look yeah but they get josh groban to sing they're like oh we wrote a new song for the academy awards they have him do the live action beauty and the beast anniversary special mm -hmm. why didn't they make it josh groban like if we change the animated film to have him turn into, like, a Josh Groban-looking guy, I'd be like, okay. Honestly, oh, yeah. yeah. I can live with this. Yeah. Like, I can get That's used to this. Point. Let's go. Right. Um, all right. Next up, uh, I feel like this one's going to be obvious. Uh, Aladdin. 
Oh, Aladdin. Um, <laughs> again, we're not just, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what Aladdin would put on his profile. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna swipe left. Really? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because, um, I don't <sighs> want to... I don't know. I don't want to date someone that I feel like is kind of like, this is go. This is a weird answer, but like, I'm 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 assuming this is like poor street rat Aladdin. Right. And I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to date somebody that I feel like can't afford things. You know. I mean that's fair. Economic independence is important in relationships. Yeah. Like, you need to be economically independent. Right. <laughs> See. He's like the reverse coin flip for Beast, where I'm like, Beast, you're too much work. And it's like, Aladdin, you're also a decent amount of work. Yeah. But like, I feel, but I'm willing to ride that because I feel like we'd have more fun. Like, I don't know. I'm very much a sucker for like the sort of Arabian Nights, like world of adventures that Aladdin presents. And I'm like, at least we'd have a great time while it lasts. And I kind of am not crazy about the whole arc that like his key to happiness is just like marrying a rich lady. I don't like the idea of, like, me potentially being... Well, I like the idea of being a rich lady, just not, like, oh, the only reason you're with me is because it would make your life better? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But I do like them as a couple. Um, I do. discuss that. I do Um, like them as a couple, yeah. I am genuinely shocked this prince is considered canon. Uh, He's not even a prince. Uh, Captain John Smith. Listen. <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you what's gonna happen. Like Nicole? Listen, listen. Sydney? This okay no, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you this is the part where Sydney chooses to ignore the most inconspicuous you, you wanna know what a red flag looks like? It looks like the American flag emoji in someone's profile. <laughs> See, I like that you're actually thinking about what would be on their profile. That makes it so much more fun imagining how that and would work. And this guy would have, and his and his shit would be like, his profile would be like, I like going on adventures and like exploring new places. And he would just have this like American flag emoji in his profile. And I would be, I would be falling for that shit. Like, not falling in a romantic way. Like, I would be bamboozled into that. And then I'd go on a date with him, and then he'd be, like, doing that thing. Like, you know, you being realize, racist. Like, oh, this is you all oh, the time. Well, you're a racist. <laughs> yeah. That's like, oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, you're a racist, and you're, like, on this date with me to, like, satisfy some kind of weird fetish. Okay, cool. Good night. Ugh, this God. is what would happen with John Smith. So, and I'm telling you all this to say that, like, essentially this is a swipe right, but not on purpose. This is an accidental, tricked ya, fell for it, swipe right. And I, and then afterwards you'll talk about it and I'll be like, I, I, I told you, man. I yeah. told you. What did you expect? <laughs> I expected him not to be racist. I don't know why I expected that when he had an American flag emoji in his profile. You can't trust that. You just can't trust it. I've never trusted that in my life. Uh, my answer, uh, short version, left. Long yeah. version, left. 
Yeah, yeah. This would be, see, like, you know, like, insider secrets here. This guy would end up on one of those Facebook groups that's, like, all women in the area, and it's like, watch out for this guy. I just went on a date I just went on a date with him. <laughs> like, I would be posting him to one of those Facebook groups that's like, if you see this guy on Tinder, do not match with him and do not go out with him because blah, 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 blah. That, this is how this would end. Uh, next up, uh, General Li Shang from Mulan. Okay, so, again, it's not that I don't like Li Shang, um, but <laughs> I'm swiping left because of what I think his profile would be, and, like, I always swipe left on profiles that are, like, exclusively, like, occupation-oriented. Because, like, I don't care that much. Like, it's not that I don't care what you do, but that can't be your personality, and I'm afraid that what he does is his personality, so I would have to swipe left. Oh, that is kind of annoying. Yeah, I've had a couple problems with that in the past. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah, um... I think he's cute. I swipe right. But, you know, See, he's ripped... But all of his whole identity would be like, I'm a general. And his sense of duty. Yeah, exactly. I also feel like he kind of has daddy issues because his whole thing is like he living does. up to the legacy of his dad. And then his dad dies and he's like, I have to avenge my dad. And I'm like, hey, you know, this is supposed to be about us right now, man. Not to be selfish. Mm, right, but, but noble but guy. At the same time, appreciate him not killing Mulan. You know, that's cool. But on the other hand, it's like when you work at a renaissance fair and you see someone pretty doing cool stuff with a sword, you're also like, ooh. I guess, yeah. Ooh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Just swipe right. Mm, all right, one of us needs to swipe right. We yeah. Can't have the, we can't have the Shang gang getting up in our grill for not swiping right. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. Okay, who's next? All right, uh, next up, Prince... Naveen. Swipe right. Yeah, let's... No yeah, further that one's questions. Easy. Uh, yes, if you want to know why... Um, well, one, you already know we talk about this movie nonstop. Right. But also, uh, we literally just did an hour and a half on why Princess and the Frog rules on our Patreon. And we also talked about how much fun Prince Naveen is, both as a frog and as a person. Naveen would be a hoot. And he's a genuinely good guy. He's a reverse Aladdin in that, like, he starts out as a prince but is still poor. <laughs> Right, and then he just learns humility, and then he gets his money back. So right, exactly. It kind of on all fronts. It kind of does. Um, I like the guy. He's obviously handsome. None of these princes are like not handsome, except you, Beast. You're kind of not yeah. handsome as if as a human, not even as a beast. But, um, and he's just like fun, and he's he's sweet. Maybe he's a little bit of a player. Right. Maybe that's an issue. I, I could, I hate to say it, but I could see a scenario where he's getting around even after marrying yeah. Tiana. And Tiana's like, I yeah. don't know how she'd react. It's, yeah, it's someone like him. I've never heard of someone like that kind of like changing their ways overnight. But maybe that's what being turned into a frog does to you. It like humbles you real quick. Right. We in the real world we don't have magical turn into frog machines. True. Well, 
at least not until my patent gets put through. But right. Um, yeah. So that's a good point. But yeah, I it, swipe right, hard swipe. Absolutely. Flynn Ryder, also known as Eugene Fitzherbert from Tangled. Okay, so, like, so glad you asked. Flynn Ryder <laughs> would be, like, one of the worst mistakes of my life, which boils down to me, in this moment, swiping right on him. But, like, And you know Flynn... the worst part? He mm-hmm. would lean into that. It would probably be yeah. something like that in his account. And you'd be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then you're like, oh, he's not joking. Something is so toxic about him. Like, and kind of immature. And listen, he would look good on paper. He'd be good looking. I would swipe right on him and then find myself in like a year-long situationship with this guy. And it will be this like entire dramatic will they, won't they thing that will honestly stress me out more than I need to be and and results in like a year of like wasted time (laughs) that's what will happen here this guy is prepared to waste my time and honestly I will consent to it see the frustrating thing is I actually like him as a character um and I like there is a musical like a staged version of Tangled on the Disney Cruise Lines where more of the story is his narration, like, it's more from his perspective, and I'm like, that's Mm. really smart. I like that. Um, But, yeah, I just, like, again, I can't be the one to fix you. Rapunzel has that much energy and time because she hasn't had much else to do in her life. Her princess song is literally about how she just runs out of things to do during the day. Yeah. Um, And also, like, I can't... I can't get the Zachary Levi thought out of my head because mm-hmm. who we all kind of knew was an anti-vaxxer but then he kind of confirmed it and i'm only bringing this up because i don't want people getting up in my grill about like oh you got on you got on shuri for being anti-vax why did you i'm bringing them all up but you know there's a difference here um mm-hmm. but yeah it's i don't know now i'm just trying to avoid anything zachary levi jason which sucks because i wanted okay. to finish the tangled series and also, I like Shazam. Who's in Shazam? I was just about to ask. I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that Shazam? He's, sh- he's Shazam. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Also a weird choice. But it's like, it is. He's such a normal guy. He Like, nothing about him screams superhero. But, um, anywho, I, he would just, like, I don't even blame him for this epic failure of a relationship. This is something where, like, I would ignore a thousand red flags in a person. <laughs> at some point, you gotta stop letting the scorpions get on your back to cross the river, Sydney. Yeah, like at some you point, know, you only have yourself to blame when you get poisoned. Exactly, and like he would be one of those things. All of that to say that I would, up front, be swiping right on him. <laughs> so there you have it. Right, and that actually wraps up the official prin- Disney Prince canon. Technically, um, they argue that Kristoff is a part of this now, but they try to... It's weird that the Frozen stuff is kind of in and out of the merchandise because they like having it be its own thing. That's Yeah, that is odd. I don't know. How do you feel about Kristoff? Swiping left. I don't... Same. Like, I don't know. I... Yeah, I just... I, I don't know. He, like, he just... I can't... I have to be the himbo in a relationship. We both can't be the himbo. That's a good point. Yeah. One of us needs to have a baseline level of competency for us to survive. 
I can only accept a himbo if he looks like Kronk, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't well, think he's pretty enough to be a himbo. Well, because Kronk, Kronk is competent in, like, just ways you don't expect. Like, he's good at cooking. He has emotional intelligence. Right. Like, he's just kind of clueless when it comes to evil plots. That's what, but that's what makes a himbo. Himbos always have emotional intelligence. And, mm. but I feel like himbos have to be hot, you know? And I don't think Kristoff right. is that hot, so... Let's talk about the couples. Yeah. Okay, so next, now that we've <laughs> swiped left and right on all these princes, um, Carter and I want to talk about the idea of Disney couples, specifically going through all of our favorite Disney movies, all the ones we've seen and talk about on the show. Which couples do we think are the best Disney couples and which are maybe the worst? Right. Um, are we in like are we just putting Prince Naveen and Tiana on like a little shelf on top of a wedding like, cake? You and being like yes, like you know our opinions on this, everyone. Yep. So we can get that out of the way now, because that was <laughs> right. for some reason I felt the need to make a note about this, even though it's it's obvious. Yes, um, Tiana and Naveen are the number one Disney couple. Sue me, fight me, call me, beat me. You know. If you want to reach me, I don't care. Uh, there's not really too much to talk about here we, that we haven't discussed at nauseum. Um, they have the healthiest relationship that has the most romantic arc. They have what I feel like is the most genuine relationship arc. And they exhibit a lot of like sacrifice for one another. And they fall in love while being amphibians. Which is like, who does that? Right. Yes. So let's just say we both put that on our list. Let's not even, you know, we don't have to both right. explain Go our there. opinions on that. All right. What's your next one? I mean, I only came up with one for each category. Yeah, I kind of had my one main one, and then I had a bunch that I'm like, mm, mm, mm. So what's your Let me one? think about someone else. You know, a couple that I kind of liked the, I've always liked the idea of was Hercules and Megara. Did you have that one? Yes, that was my number one. Really? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't think Meg gets, like, a fair shot in the canon. And, you know, I not that I would ever consider her a princess, either of them, to be, like, royals. But um, I think, I, again, we love a good, you know, story of, like, ma major sacrifice that you would make on behalf of somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, and... That is always satisfying to see play out well in the end. So, yeah, I think they make a great couple. Yeah, for me, it's like, one, I just love their designs. One, I, like, True. if this movie came out today and our generation was able to immediately get out front and say, this movie's great, as opposed to what mm -hmm. happened. And we'll talk about this in the future, because I know we want to talk about Hercules at some point. We um, do, yeah. Um, that movie kind of got buried because they were expecting it to be like the highest grossing Disney film of all time. Like they were like, this has to do better than Aladdin. That's what we're projecting. And then it didn't. Um, but like our generation has come back and been like, no, it's great. It rules. Like it's the movie. best. Yes. Yeah. And I just love, I don't know. It's literally what we were talking about. It's like the big himbo energy of Hercules. Like Hercules is clearly a, supposed to be Superman. And like, you know, the perfectly sweet sentimental, a little dense, but you know, capable and, like, I like that he 
he doesn't necessarily change Megara, but he helps Megara appreciate love again. Like, she's... Right. She's not a bad person. She's not... Again, she's a really well-written female character in the sense that they don't just make her cold and jerkish. Like, she's mm-hmm. never mean to Hercules. She's just a little sassy because she's like, all right, I've seen this, like, story before, kid. Don't, you know... Right. You haven't seen the world. I have. And I just think right. that's a really good basis for them to grow together and learn to like each other. I agree, yeah. I feel like an honorable mention for me, and you may disagree with this one, um, I would actually put Cinderella and Prince Charming in this list. Not really? because they are a... Not because I think, like, oh, what an amazing relationship, but I just enjoy um, the come-up, so to speak, for a character as deserving as Cinderella, um, who just gets to, like, be a princess for the rest of her life and live mm. in the castle. And I was like, you know what? Any man that gets her there <laughs> is fine by me. And so yeah. I just appreciate the, re- the satisfaction of the result of that relationship. I do think an underrated thing that we didn't discuss during our twin- Tinder swiping is the fact that... And, and, like, they speak... It's more text in the live-action version, but, like... You know, the prince finds out that the person he's after is, like, a peasant and doesn't hesitate. He doesn't blink. He's like, well, yeah. Got it. And I do think there is, like, an arresting energy to their relationship where it's like, yeah, that one magical night you have with someone. Like, you just have that one date where everything goes right and it's perfect and it's the most magical thing that's ever happened. And I do, that's, you know, an arresting energy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Any more on your positives? Um, my honorable mention would be Nani and David from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, I forgot all about them, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, because I just appreciate that, like, Nani is pretty clear, like, I simply do not have time for this right now. And David's not a dick about it. He's very patient. And I think there is, like, in terms of, like, for what I look for in relationships, it's meeting someone where they're at and understanding, like, well, if we like each other, we can be patient or we can, like, respect each other's yeah. space and, like, where they are emotionally or financially and mm-hmm. to a, you know, to a reasonable extent. Yeah, I, um, that's actually a really good one. Um, and I forget how satisfying that the David character is in that in that movie and that he has sort of, like, a supportive step uncle energy in, in terms of right. like how he kind of shows up and like babysits Stitch a little bit <laughs> and right. Lilo for that matter um, even though she's like yeah like don't bother me about this right now <laughs> like I right. she establishes it that she needs a, some a little bit of space while she works this out and he's like cool I'm, I like you and I'm along for the ride <laughs> and again I also just think and like that film I appreciate how radical it is and they, they both work in this like white tourist trap and like right. he like he effectively does like a like pantomime of his culture by being this flame tosser for a bunch of white tourists. Like this isn't for them. Yep. This is for like to get no. white people to like give tips and like go to the bar and stuff. And I think yeah. that's interesting that they have to navigate that space too. That's that is interesting. Yeah, they have a name for that. Um in Hawaii. It's just they just call it airport dancing. Um oh. which is what they call anything that is like their culture that has been watered down to do for a tourist completely unrelated to any of this did you know pineapples aren't native to hawaii i don't know that i ever thought they were i just i found that out a couple weeks ago and it really stuck with me where are they native to i'm not 100 percent sure i only know that we brought them and started plantations there 
Oh, well. Yes, worst couple. Um, or right. couple that we kind of appreciate the least. You know, even though earlier I talked up Prince Eric, and I stand by my swipe right on him, I actually have elected Eric and Ariel to be the worst couple. Um, just because she is the one, even though we could argue that all of them are underage, she's the one that really screams child bride to me. Right. And, <laughs> and they are interested in each other for the most superficial reasons at all. Like, that, that you could come up with. I mean, like, she has no idea. I mean, like, she is really a little girl. And she's just, like, mm-hmm. like her infatuation with Prince Eric was, like, my childhood infatuation with, like, J.C. Chazay from NSYNC. It's like, you don't know this guy. Right. <laughs> you know? You just like him. Like, he's just hot. He's just, a, he's just a cute dude. That's enough. But you don't need to, like, make a bargain with a sea witch or almost be killed by her or go to shore for this dude. Like, it's the biggest groupie energy ever. And um, she's, like, a kid, and she acts like a kid in the whole movie. And it's like, I'm not mad at her for that. But, like, I don't know, Eric is, like, even even after, like, meeting and essentially, what, falling in love with her, like, his whole attitude is kind of blasé about, like, right. does it strike you that, like, he never feels enthusiastic about anything, even when because he is Because he's like, I gotta interested. find this voice. Yeah, but, and then, like, yeah, so, yeah, and then, like, after that point, but, it's like, he's, he's always had, like, the strangest attitude to me, in the sense that, like, he always seemed like he'd rather be somewhere else doing something else. But I guess that's true for him and that he had dreams of like exploring the open ocean and blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. It like, I, I tend to, I don't know. I tend to be on the more like polite side of little mermaid in terms of sort of like the, like sort of feminist critical lens. But Mm -hmm. I will say Ariel does fall under this trope that's referred to as born sexy yesterday. I've seen that trope. Yeah. Someone with like, you know, someone who, you know, effectively is an, of age, more or less, but, like, because they're brand new to this right. world, they act like a child. Like And they happen to be, like, a sexy lady. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, yes, that Looking is very at you, Fifth Element. The, yes. It's very unfortunate in the context of their relationship. Right. Um, I went in a different approach for mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Esmeralda and Captain Phoebus. Captain Phoebus. Oh, that's that dude. Yes, the blonde dude. Right. Well, now that's so, interesting. Why? Okay. Because Esmeralda, things. have I ever told you Esmeralda is like one of my favorite characters ever? That doesn't surprise me. I don't think you've explicitly said that, but I'm like, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. Right. So I thought about doing John Smith and Pocahontas, the obvious one. But I guess my like counter take for that was... It is a very similar relationship with uh, Phoebus and Esmeralda. You know, Phoebus is of, like, the ruling class of, like, the sort of majority, for lack of a better word, mm. and, you know, of the colonizer, if you will. Um, right. And Esmeralda is a part of, like, the minority group. She's a Romani. She's her, you know, like, there's a live-action Hunchback of Notre Dame that sums it up really well. It's like, you know, you came here yesterday, we c- came here today, someone else will come here tomorrow. Um and mm. at least John Smith has the plausible deniability of like, well, the fighting didn't actually start when I got here. I left right. before all that genociding happened. Phoebus 
is already like actively hunting the Romani at the start of the movie. He is right. complicit in acts of genocide against a minority group in France. And like I appreciate them getting together only in the sense that it's good like Claude Frollo can't imagine not having Esmeralda. He's like, she's either with me or I'm literally going to set her on fire because he's yep. like possessive. He treats people like objects and toys. Right. Whereas Quasimodo has the emotional depth to be like, okay, she doesn't love me, but that's okay. We're friends. And, you know, right. I have, I'm happy. I, she's it. in my life somehow. Yeah. But lit- so literally, Phoebus is kind of a bad person who only does the right thing at the last possible minute and mm-hmm. gets rewarded for it. And really is only there to serve as a mirror for Quasi, like serve as the final character growth for Quasimodo. Like right. A literal plot device who committed genocide. Oh my gosh. I would never have even considered that again, but <laughs> yeah, you make some excellent points here. Um, something in me wants to, there's something like, there's a weird reluctance about Anna and Kristoff interesting that it's always felt like half-baked to me as a relationship of they have the energy of like hometown high school sweethearts that feel obligated to like be married after just like being stuck with one another for a really long time yeah i go back and forth on them because i'm like i don't know is this really earned or are you doing this just because you have to have one couple get together Exactly. Yeah, that's the, exactly the word for it. It's, I feel often that it's not earned. Not fully yeah. earned, at least. I mean, I think, again, it's really telling that they decided to go with the postmodern take for True Love's Kiss of, like, having, uh, you know, Anna sacrifice herself for Elsa, and that's the act of mm-hmm. love that, like, lifts the curse. Right. Like, you didn't have to do that. But I think the fact that you chose to do that kind of says everything we need to know about their relationship. I'm thinking now of Simba and Nala. I don't actually yeah, know. I was actually going to say that one. Really? They're in like a gray zone for me. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on them? I just like, they don't really have a relationship beyond a sense of duty. When they're kids, they're told you two are going to get married and that's that. And they're like, Bleh, right. And then she only like comes back to him because she's like, you need to come back and fix everything. Like, yeah. you need to take the throne and basically marry me out of sense of duty. Like, there's no... Like, they have the one song that's really right. beautiful and nice, but at the same time, it's like... I don't know, you're yeah, still Yeah, she really has no... Yeah, she seems to have no sensitivity for any of the events that have happened in his life or the fact that he has been removed and assumed dead and... That he has an overwhelming amount of guilt for possibly getting his father killed. Right, or that he's just been out of the game so to speak like in a while <laughs> like why do you expect him to even be good at that job at this point yeah and i also think it's just colored by like how hard and how much they failed to try to make the live action nala a Ugh. thing um a girl boss gone raw um yeah that's the I, gaslight part and yes, the gatekeep um, that and was the, the gaslight of that was the gaslight of Disney being like, Beyonce's going to come in. She's going to, like, you know, put her stamp on this. This is going to be, like, when Elton John yep. came in for, like, this is going to be when we brought in an artist for Lion King and we got all this material out of it. And Beyonce's just kind of like, I have more important things Hi, to I'm Beyonce. Do. Right. Yes. I have other things on my schedule. Yeah. 
I'm not a cub okay. anymore. <laughs> what would, like, I guess what would you say are the defining traits of a good couple before we move on? Like, what, what are we looking for here? Oh, God. In real life or in a Disney movie? In a Disney We're not getting that personal. That's Save that for the <laughs> Patreon. Okay. If um, a good Disney couple feels like there is not a, some sort of power imbalance... Mm-hmm. a good it's easier to point out what's good by everything that it shouldn't be like there shouldn't be a power imbalance um there shouldn't be which is why tian and Naveen work so well his being a prince means nothing he, he doesn't really have any power he's actually kind of at the mercy of every woman he meets honestly <laughs> but um they it, like how do i put it I don't know how to say that, like, they shouldn't be, like, overly dependent on the other for some sort of, like, a specific outcome. But but that's kind of the whole point of, of movies, isn't it? Is it not? It's hard to say. It's hard to judge Disney couples off of, like, a concept that's sort of grounded in a bit of reality, you know? Because it's like, okay, we've got a movie, we got a story to tell here, so there are certain parameters right. that we have to hit. Yeah, for me... It is this, like, movie quality of, like, I know it when I see it. Yeah. I think we've described it as arresting a bunch of times now, where it's, like, the shot of Jasmine and Aladdin flying on the carpet, or that swooping shot of Beast and Belle dancing. Like, there's a certain, like, magic of Hollywood relationships where you're just, like, this is what we want to feel like when we're in love. Right. And, like, I I think the best ones nail that. The worst ones... Yeah. You're like, you are trying, and it is just nowhere here. Absolutely, I would agree. And it doesn't even have to be, like, a huge moment, because the moment, like, you know, Hercules, they never have, like, a huge moment like that. They just have a lot of little cheap moments where he, like, gives her a flower, or they're, Mm -hmm. like, walking around this, like, marble statue. Just, like, little Mm -hmm. things like that, you know, seeing, like, the most romanticized version of even little moments is helpful. Yeah, I would agree. All right. I believe we have one more topic for this discussion. Hell yeah. So uh, to close out today, I have this idea of what what would you do if you could like design a Disney date? This was kind of inspired by one of our topics earlier um, during the 12 Days of Podmas. There was an episode about like which Disney world would you live in like if you could live in a disney movie which one would you pick so for this one we're hypothetically planning a date with that same concept of like if you could take elements from from different disney movies to like to plan a date for you and somebody else where would you go what would you do and like which 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 events would you choose as your like as a date that you would make up right right all right, I want to hear yours first. Oh, God. Okay. Well, for dinner, because mine would follow a very traditional, like, dinner and something else format. For dinner, like, I'm going to wherever the hell Lady and the Tramp went for that, like, massive plate of pasta because fewer things make me happier than spaghetti and meatballs. And I would just love to gorge on a huge plate of spaghetti. <laughs> While I'm serenaded by an Italian guy. I kind of hate spaghetti and meatballs, if I'm being honest. 
Really? I feel, like we've, I feel like we've talked about that before. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's a food that always, like, they made look good, even as dogs eating it. I would not intend to eat it in the same way that they eat it. I certainly have no plans to, like, share a single noodle with anyone. But I would start by having dinner there. I don't know that they ever named that restaurant. Maybe they did. Um, so then after dinner, I would want to go. My picks are kind of deep cuts. Um... I want to go to the, like, Cat Jazz Club in Aristocats. Oh, dear God. <laughs> and, yeah, I want to, like, dance the night away um, while a bunch of cats, like, perform in a jazz band. Like, is that so much to ask? And I think to close the night out, well, I have a couple different ideas here. Assuming that my spaghetti and meatball dinner has, like, settled in my stomach, I would I would probably be interested in, like, a cruise on the magic carpet. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a, I had a couple different ideas because I was like, is that a good idea after eating? Mm, it's probably not. Probably not, but it is what it is. But you know what? Who cares? Yeah, I want to... I would finish out the night by being taken home, but the scenic route home where we see like the pyramids of Giza and and, and every other uh, every other vaguely <laughs> every other adjacent like, to the Mediterranean yeah and Arabic Sea right that there's like no copyright on that we can include in a movie without being sued. Um, Yes, that exactly. I would want to go on a a magic carpet cruise and be brought home on a magic carpet. Thank you and good night. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> so I had a kind of cheating one, one where it's all one movie world, but I'm going to do a myth, mix match okay. one like you. So okay. dinner, I'm going to Aladdin because I... Um, one, because I've been opened up to dating vegans and Mediterranean food and like Middle Eastern food gives you a lot of variety on that. I am just a very big sucker of hummus. I think there's so much range in that area for like really good food, kind of romantic food. And like, it's fun. It's outside the box. It's not just like, you know, getting a nice steak or a nice like thing of fish. Um, it's interesting that you picked a movie that didn't like really feature too much food. Well, they have the little bits where... Like, Genie's making food out of thin air. But, yeah, it is... I guess it's more, like, the world of Aladdin that I want to get my food from. Because yeah. Because, one, it's, like, Arabic right. Nights, but it's also, like, the Vegasy version of that, which adds a little pizzazz and, like, fun. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, for the second part of the date, I'm going to Arendelle only because it's the one place out of, like, the mainline Disney movies where I'm guaranteed ice skating. Like... Oh, Right. Yes, I am a sucker for ice skating. I it's one of my favorite hobbies. It's one of my go-to dates in any context. And to ice skate in nice. a place that is surrounded by snow and has this very like sort of rustic cabiny quality to it, I think is a winner. Right. And then wrap it Yeah, that's a good idea. Yes, thank you. And then wrap it up by doing basically recreating the kingdom dance from Tangled. Like, I'm a sucker for dates that involve, like, going to shops or, like, going around markets because there's a lot to talk about. You can talk and walk. It keeps you active. You see a lot. Hmm. And, like, again, as frustrating as Eugene can be, it's, like, 
again, it's the Disney magic mm-hmm. of, like, the most arrest, like, magical date you can possibly be on of, like, this girl wanted to see the world for the first time. She's seeing everything this kingdom has to offer. Right. I very narrowly almost chose the Lantern Festival in and of itself. Yes. As, like, an activity. I mean, it is kind of, like, the most romantic thing that's ever been in a Disney movie. Yeah, it is. Like, I hate <laughs> to say definitely. it, but... And again, it's, like, that was what we were discussing about in regards to Princess and the Frog. It's, like, oh, Disney magic is back. Like, you can do something this sweet and sentimental right. and, like, whimsical, and it will get audiences turned. Work. Um, honorable mentions. I mean... I would go eat at Tiana's place every day for lunch anyway, but not not just for a date, but that's a good one. And I also almost chose the, like, lagoon boat ride from Little oh, Mermaid. Yeah, that is really, yeah, that's, that's a good really one. charming. Um, that's the one that feels like a, like, a, like a real date. Like, that was, like, that's actually part of the movie. Right. <laughs> they kind of do go on a date. Uh, oh, yeah, that is true. Um. If you're curious what my honorable mentions were, I was going to cheat and just say I want to go on a date in Oliver and Company and literally just recreate a date I would do in New York City. Uh, that was my go-to cheat. Yeah. Really? And I'm like, that's too... That's not... They're not playing by the rules of the game. Yeah. Right. Um, so I decided against that. Um, but, yeah, I thought, I thought those were some really good picks. Um, yeah, it's... It is so weird to think about how much of Disney is based around romance and, like, magic. Like, the magic of love. Mm-hmm. And yet they don't really push that during Valentine's Day. Yeah, you think that they would. I, I don't know why they... Why they don't. I mean, maybe it's that weird thing that, like... It's kind of along the same vein of why, like, they let Barbie do everything except, like, be pregnant and have a baby. Right. Like, they kind of, like, don't want us thinking about these things too hard. Maybe. But they set it up like this, but they don't want us to think about it. I don't know. Well, because it's, like, I guess it's, like, you know, every story ends with happily. Like, in my opinion, Can You Feel the Love Tonight is a sex scene. Like, (laughs) it is. Right. I mean, I guess that is, like, that's why they all end on happily ever after. Because you don't, like, you get just, like, the flashy beginning of a romance. But you don't get all of, like, the little domesticities or, like, the more intimate parts of a relationship or, like, the day-to-day, which, Mm -hmm. like, I guess is kind of what Valentine's Day is about because it's not just about, like, it's about love. It's not just about dating. It's about, like, oh, letting the people who are part of your life know how much you care about them. Right, exactly. This was fun. Yeah, this was really fun. Do you have any closing thoughts to wrap us up today? Um, you know, just, like... Every other episode we make, it it makes you want to, like, rewatch some things and, and revisit a few couples. This almost makes me want to go back. And honestly, after this talk, I really am wanting to see Lulu and Stitch again. Can't think of the last time I've, like, sat down and watched it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it's Hercules. One, because I know we have some, we might be doing something with that in the near future. But also, like, you know, I just need some big himbo energy in my life right now. That's exactly, like... Give me a nice, cool himbo or, uh, you know, snarky, sassy, right. you know, hard-working lady any day of the week. Right. We honestly love a good, what's the word for Megara? Like, uh, yeah, super snarky, over it, before it began. Yeah. Street smart gal. 
That's the word, yeah. <laughs> and until we're riding on magic carpets or dancing in gilded ballrooms, I'm Carter. And I'm Sydney. Have a magical day. Thanks for listening. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's a, this is also going to be our last episode before the Super Bowl. Go, birds! Oh, yes. Um, fly, eagles, fly. Go, birds. Uh, Boo, chiefs. The Disney Desk is brought to you by Carter and Sydney. Follow us on Twitter, at Disney Desk, for the latest updates about the show. Want more of the most magical podcast on Earth? The Disney Desk is now on Patreon. For exclusive weekly bonus content from us, go to patreon.com slash Disney Desk and become a patron for as little as $3 a month. Thank you.